there was one student that, that I got to know a little bit in passing who was a middle school student when I was a school resource officer. And several years later was, um, was assaulted um, and had sought me out as the officer that they wanted to speak to about what had happened to them. It goes to show the relationships that you build as a school resource officer goes to help serve those who are victimized even years later. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian, And this is another episode of Fact Check. Bill, you better be on your best behavior. I'm a little bit nervous You today. should be. They may cuff you at some point, although I think the whole goal is to protect and serve. Uh, we are joined today by Sergeant Corey Brandel, Professional Standards Community Service Bureau, and Cordero Gilliam, School Resource Officer at Central High School. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. hello Thanks for, thank having, you for us. having us. It's great to have you here today. This is probably a good place to start. Are we going to keep the school resource officers? What, what's happening there? The program's 28 years old, so we're confident that we'll continue on with the school resource officer program. That's really good to hear. Part of the reason I wanted to have you here today is I have no idea what a school resource officer does, and I thought, I'll bet a lot of people in our community have no idea what they do either. So, Corey, you were a school resource officer, and now you're in charge of uh, community service, and uh, you supervise the school resource officers. Tell us about your experience as a school resource officer. Yeah, uh, I was... I've been in law enforcement for about 15 years. Um, About nine years ago, I was uh, a school resource officer at Longfellow Middle School here in La Crosse. Uh, I was there for about three years uh, and then became one of the sensitive crimes investigators. So a sensitive crime investigator works juvenile cases, so sexual assault, physical abuse type cases. Uh, And recently I was... um, promoted to sergeant of our community services bureau. And part of that is supervising the school resource officers. So I did spend several years uh, as a middle school uh, school resource officer. Um, it's a position that is, it's, you, it's, it's a highly sought after position within the department. Um, you interview with the, with the police department in the school district. Uh, and then there's a selection process uh, for each school. Uh, I have to admit at first, I was a little surprised and uh, and excited, but also second guessing my decision to put in and work at a middle school every day. Uh, but I, I have to say that was one of the most rewarding and one of my favorite positions uh, was a school resource officer. And I think you'll find that with most members of the La Crosse Police Department, we've got a lot of supervisors and administrators within the department that have experience as a school resource officer. And I'd be willing to bet that most would say that that was the most enjoyable position within the department. Um, so it's very rewarding. Uh, it's very busy. It's very. It's a very active position. Um, Can you share an experience that you had? You say that it was meaningful working with uh, young people. You also mentioned that you went on to work in the sensitive crimes uh, area as an investigator. Can you share a story about somebody you helped or a situation that uh, you were there to uh, to provide uh, assistance? Yeah, yeah. So with a school resource officer, there's lots of, lots of roles and lots of hats that you wear within that position, uh, whether it's teaching great. Uh, we also have a DARE officer who teaches in elementary school. But there's, there's countless interactions, countless ways that we're working with families, trying to resolve issues, whether it's a truancy issue where – 
Uh, maybe the family needs an alarm clock or a ride to school. Those are things that we try and find the underlying issue to help a family so that we can get little ones are into school uh, where they need to be, but also help them if there's underlying issues. Like let's say if, you know, if there's an issue at home with domestic violence or they're seeing things uh, that are concerning, uh, then we can, we can help uh, bridge that gap with communication with um, the schools and, and, and the students and maybe things or concerns that they have in the community or at home. Tell us a little bit about the D.A.R.E. program. What, uh, I'm sure there's many people who really don't even really know what that is, but it, it's a program where you're trying to help keep kids off drugs, right? Yeah, absolutely. So Kurt Weaver is our current D.A.R.E. officer, uh, and we have a very successful D.A.R.E. program here within La Crosse. It began in 1989, um, and over 75,000 D.A.R.E. students uh have have gone through the dare training within the lacrosse community since 1989. Even the great program, as I mentioned before, it started in 1993, and we've uh, we've taught over 10,000 great students. Is that also a program designed to keep kids off drugs? It is, and also it also teaches life skills, so anger management, um, just kind of basic life skills. It can help with create more interaction. The officers are human. We're not. Uh, uh, a concerning figure that is only there for discipline. And sometimes you hear families say, you know, you better do this or I'm going to tell the officer and he's going to put you in jail. And I think most officers cringe when they hear that because we are not here to put people in jail. We're here to help resolve some conflicts and get people moving in a positive direction. So those were those are a lot of a lot of impacts and a lot of context that we had in the schools. Cordero Gilliam you have just begun as a school resource officer in the last couple of years. What made you decide that you wanted to be a school resource officer? Well, when the opportunity arose at the La Crosse Police Department, I took a long, hard look at myself and see if I was even able to deal with that community. Because talking to children is not easy. I have a teenage son at home, and I can tell you from experience, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> so... It's a look, second language. Yes, yes. It's, it's a skill you have to hone every day. And after, you know, looking inside and talking to my wife, I decided to, to make that journey and apply and interview with the department and the school district because I felt that my communication skills, my ability to actually interact with the youth nowadays would be very beneficial to the SRO program. That's great. It's so wonderful to hear that that's the motivation here, that you want to be there to help young people. And and that's a tough time in life, right? When we have kids that are in junior high school and high school, they're going through a lot of difficult things. And so the message I hear is that the school resource officers are there to help kids uh, in all these different ways. There was one student that, that I got to know a little bit in passing who was a middle school student when I was a school resource officer. And several years later was, um, was assaulted um, and had sought me out as the officer that they wanted to speak to about what had happened to them. It goes to show the relationships that you build as a school resource officer goes to help serve those who are victimized. Even years later, even though the interactions were minimal, they had sought me out years later to report it because they felt comfortable. So Cordero, it sounds like this is a good thing being a school resource officer, you're trying to help people. And yet we see people in our community who don't want the school resource officers in the schools. Why do you think that is? Have you, have you heard from these people? What, 
What don't they understand about what you're trying to do? Unless you've actually walked in the shoes of a school resource officer, you cannot truly understand what we're doing and what it is that we're trying to accomplish. So come spend a day with us to actually kind of figure that out and see what we actually do. I can understand the community's concern about school resource officers being in there, especially with today's climate and the things that's going on on a national level. But to take a step back to actually investigate it like the La Crosse County did is a step forward in the right direction. So ultimately, the decision came down to where we're at right now. But there is a brighter future ahead of us. Right now, it's just an adjustment period. Or being with the La Crosse Police Department, we're going to make that adjustment and we're going to make sure that we appeal to our community because that's who we're here to protect and serve. Wonderful. There is a fair amount of support out here. We do hear a lot of positive feedback. Um, and sometimes you don't always hear that, but there is. we do hear a lot of support, positive feedback. But also with the La Crosse Police Department, we welcome some criticism because we need to continue to evaluate and we need to continue to adapt and evolve so that we can better serve the community. We can't just be stagnant. Law enforcement the way it was 10, even five years ago, is dramatically different today. Uh, and it's going to be different to tomorrow, and we need to continue to evolve. Do you have the resources that you need? Is there additional training? What would you say if, if there was one thing that you would say that, uh, that you could do or that our community could do to improve this relationship? What would it be? Gosh, that's a good question. If we had the crystal ball, what we would what we would do to increase the relationship, you know, with the school district? Is that your question? What I see is I, I see people in our community who have a different perception of who you are as police officers, as school resource officers. So there's a disconnection here between the wonderful intentions that each of you bring to this role and the perception that these people have. They, they don't seem to understand that, that that's what your motivation is in this. And so I'm just wondering, how do we bridge that gap? Do we, do we have a way that we can improve that communication? Are there things that are happening inside La Crosse County right now that are going to move this relationship forward? I think we've, we've taken a step to kind of move forward uh, just with the initiatives and, the, and, and things that we've done within the La Crosse Police Department. The 28-year relationship we have with the school district uh, is, is being evaluated right now, but I, we, we welcome that. We need to continue to evaluate it, adjust it, uh, and continue to evolve. So we look forward to continuing the relationship with the La Crosse School District. Um, you mentioned that policing is dramatically different even from five years ago, much less 10 or 20 years ago. Maybe one of you wants to enlighten our listeners as to what that means exactly. How is it different? Well, I can't really talk on that. I've only been doing this job for about three years, but Sergeant, sir. That's <laughs> <laughs> one way to hand off. I, you know, I think we have to continue, you know, recognizing the underlying issues, whether it's mental health or drug addiction, um, or you name it, the underlying issue, anger management, whatever it may be, we have to recognize some underlying issues uh, and work to get resources in place. The old law enforcement approach of go out and arrest people or just issue traffic citations, it has an impact, but it's all negative. We want to uh, continue to evolve and change. And I think recognizing those underlying issues, whether it's a drug addiction or mental health and getting resources in place. So uh, there's now four of us. Uh, we've gone out and trained 
uh, everyone within the La Crosse Police Department, but also all of City Hall employees. We began that initiative to train them all in mental health first aid. Uh, it's very similar to a, a medical first aid training where it gives you the kind of basic tools in your tool belt. But the biggest component of that, along with all mental health training, is realizing what resources are available in the community. We live in an awesome community. There's lots of resources. So just networking with resources and connecting people with things that could be beneficial, but also connecting with with the, the, the sense of community, the family, the neighbors, the loved ones that can truly network around those in the community and also in the schools as well. Obviously, this has been a challenging year. How are you connecting with students during a pandemic when so much of learning is remote? It, it has been truly challenging. Um, other SROs have resorted to being on Twitter, reading books aloud to children, you know, via video at that point, or just getting our face out there, just letting them know that we're still here. I know SROs have emailed students that they were concerned about or just checking in and say, hey, you know, is everything okay? Like, that's, that's what we do on a daily basis. Myself, I have an open door policy. And students drop by all the time, even when they're not supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) We also connect with uh, the social workers within the schools. We have a very close working relationship with them, also with La Crosse County Child Protective Services. So if concerns come up or we're made aware of it, we are all communicating with the school district because they have a lot of outstanding resources that can be available the following day. We have a handle with care program that if law enforcement is involved or is made aware of uh, an incident or maybe a domestic or a car crash or an arrest of a parent, we can send an email off and communicate directly with the school district. So when that child shows up at school the next day, they have their needs can be met, whether they're tired or they're not present at school or they are maybe hungry. Um, I love the name of it, Handle With Care, the following day. One of the questions that I had was, just a couple of years ago, the state of Wisconsin spent $100 million on improving school security. So does your presence in the school, does that help improve security? I believe so, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, our presence is a deterrent to crime or anybody thinking about committing a crime. Mm-hmm. And, and you're talking to two cops, too. So we're, right. you know, we're <laughs> a little we're biased. Yeah, we, yeah. But we, we see it as a sense of security. You know, my limited amount of time here as a school resource officer, it truly has opened up my eyes to um, some of the challenges that the youth is now facing. And just, I think my presence being there alone and them having somebody to come talk to, especially me being a person of color, allows a multitude of different people to come and just talk to me. Like a lot of these things can just be handled through a simple conversation, but sometimes that wall is built up because you know, people don't know any better. People feel like all they see with police is just these negative contacts. But that's not necessarily true. And I can guarantee you that in a school resource officer setting, because I'm there, I'm promoting positive contacts every day. My students come in, they talk jokes about me all the time. I had one of my students had asked me, hey, um, what type of transformer do you want to be? And my other student chimed in and said, I know which one, Optimus Pastors Prime. Like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you, you know, you can't quantify those little, those little jokes, those little positive contacts. They, they really mean a lot to me, and I know they mean a lot to the students. So I am grateful to be a school resource officer. I am grateful to serve this community, and I hope that this relationship will continue and flourish. 
it's good to hear that it looks like the lacrosse school district is going to reach an agreement so that we can continue to have the sros doing the great work that they do thank you for joining us today yeah, thank you for having us. us appreciate it and we may have you back we may have more questions all right we're here thanks again i'm jen o'brien and i'm bill fian and this was another episode of fact check Share your thoughts on this conversation and other important issues affecting the lacrosse area, the state of Wisconsin, and occasionally some national politics as it relates to us. We encourage you to share those thoughts on the Facebook group FactCheck Wisdom. Thanks for listening to FactCheck. Subscribe to this podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, or you can listen at WIZMnews.com.